Welcome to Wednesdays with Winnie, the podcast that covers, well, quite a lot, from fallacies and grad parties to Aquinas, Aristotle, friendships, and even Subway cookies. My hope for you is that you can sit back, relax, learn a little, laugh a little, or a lot, and come away with a lot more knowledge. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the fourth episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. This week, I'm by myself. Sophia isn't here. Kind of sad, I know. But um, I'm really glad to have gotten all of your feedback and a couple people messaged me saying how much they enjoyed the episode. And that means a really lot to me hearing what you guys think of the episodes. So I'm very, very appreciative of all the feedback I got from that one. And that one was really fun to record too. Um, But this week, we are going to be talking about history and what we can learn from the past. And I got this podcast idea from Hunter Fitz. Um, So just shout out to Hunter. Thank you for giving me the idea for this. And I also thought it would be a very fitting episode because it was recently 4th of July. And so kind of a patriotic, important holiday for our nation. And this seemed like a good time to record an episode on that. And also another thing that kind of inspired me to create this episode was recently I watched a video and I want to say it was on PragerU and I don't support everything that PragerU says, obviously, (laughs) but um, some of their videos are really good and this was one of them. And in the video, I want to say it's Will Witt asks people questions on whether they know what July 4th, 1776 is. And he's like, do you know what date July 4th, 1776 is? And someone's like, uh, Christopher Columbus landed that day, right? And then other people are like, uh, I don't know. I don't know my history. And so many people in the video didn't know what July 4th, 1776 was. And I think that that is a big problem because history is such an important study of not only our nation and what the people before us have done, but also for anyone like trying to understand human nature and trying to avoid those past mistakes that we've made. And there's a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. And the quote is, the more you know about the past, the better prepared you are for the future. And I think that that quote is very true because as we lose sight of our past, we also have the opportunity or not even a bad opportunity to make those past mistakes again, to allow our country to become the way maybe a country before us has come and it, that it has fallen as a result of returning to that way. And so I thought that this episode, I would kind of go about how to study history and then also talk about some important dates that as Americans and citizens of the world, we need to know and go over a couple of books that I found really important and helpful in studying history. So this will kind of be a more informative episode, but I always love a reminder of important things and dates, and I thought that this would be a good place to do it. So first off, I wanted to start by how to study history. So for me, the most beneficial way I have found in helping me learn history is actually reading and watching historical fiction. 
And that is probably going to be the easiest way to do it, because by watching and reading historical fiction, we find something that interests us and really gives us a glimpse into people whose lives happened during that time period. And though they may be fictional characters, I personally really enjoy reading a good novel. And that is going to help me learn more about history than sitting down and reading a textbook. So learning about it in some way is better than not learning about it at all. Like, for example, I love, love, love watching Poldark, which is a series set in England right after the Revolutionary War and kind of goes over some of the um, experiences the English people are facing after seeing France also revolt and then America revolt. And that's a really, really good series if you want to watch that. And then also just historical literature, historical fiction. And my recommendation would be um, watch, try and watch or read something historical once a week. So not every day. I'm not saying go read a history book every day, but watch or read something once a week that brings you more knowledge about the past. Oh, and The Crown. The Crown is another really great historical series. And then I also came up with three books that I would recommend anyone who is interested in history or trying to learn more recommend. And I know the first one, which is The Federalist Papers, is available for free online. So if you just look up The Federalist Papers, it is a collection of 85 essays written by Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and maybe a few other writers. And it was written to explain new amendments to the Constitution to New Yorkers in specifically. And it goes over like foreign trade, um, American government, and during this time, some of the amendments they proposed to the Constitution were giving the federal government more power because they couldn't really do anything because they had very little power and the states had most of the power. And so in the Alexander Hamilton talks about the division of government, the importance of having the judicial, the legislative, and the executive branches, and just other more specific subjects that are applicable to Americans even today. And the second book I would recommend is Democracy in America, which is written by Alexander de Tocqueville. I always hope I'm pronouncing that right. And it he was a French social scientist and political theorist. And he came to America to study democracy. Hang on. I need to take a sip of water. Ooh. He came to America to study democracy, and he wrote Democracy in America as a treatise of American government and why um, America provides such a strong foundation for democracy as opposed to France, who who was still ruled by a monarch in the time he wrote the book, but the monarch wasn't like an absolute ruler. The people had some power, but there was still a monarch, and he kind of explains why that form of government is not the same as having the power in the hands of the people and the majority rule. And then the third book I would recommend is not necessarily American in particular, but it is The Communist Manifesto. And this may um, be a little controversial, 
because I know that some people don't recommend reading Marx, but I think that understanding Marx and Frederick Engels' Communist Manifesto is very crucial to be able to argue against it and understanding why communism won't work and why it is a problem is very, very important, especially in today's day and age. And it was written, like I mentioned, by Frederick Engels and Karl Marx, and it provides a full description of communism and why why they wrote the book and why other forms of government have failed the proletariat, which is the working and poorer class, and why the bourgeois, which is kind of merchants and more higher up powers are becoming obsolete and why they are very, very bad, which personally I do not subscribe to. But as a book, it is so, so crucial to understanding communism and why Marx and Engels wrote the book. And they don't think of communism as a bad thing. Obviously, they're painting it as a picture of the way a government should ideally be. So it's a very, very important read. And I enjoyed, I haven't read it all, I'm about halfway through it, but so far I'm enjoying reading it very, very much. But it is a little hard to understand at times, I'll admit that. Okay, so that wraps up the three books that I wanted to talk about. And then for the latter part of the episode, I actually thought it would be kind of cool to do like a little pop quiz on dates. And so I'll say a date and then I'll wait like maybe five seconds and try and before I tell you what the date is, try and see if you know it. And I am, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a fan of dates and history teachers using dates. Like I do not need to know and neither do you every little date in American history. But there are some dates that are important and I picked eight dates that I think every American should probably know or be at least a little bit familiar with. But you definitely do not need to know every day of the battle for of every battle that happened in the Civil War to be educated in history. It's much more important to know and understand a concept, which is why you have a big problem with some history teachers. <laughs> Anyways, so first date, 1492. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, if you guessed Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, you were correct. Yes, ding, ding, ding. In 1492, America was discovered. Columbus discovered the West Indies. He thought he had discovered India, really the West Indies. Um, yeah, the first date. Second date, November 11th, 1620. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. I feel like I should be playing Jeopardy music. Okay, so that date is the day the Mayflower first um, landed and docked and people went aboard at Plymouth Harbor. And on that day, um, the Pilgrims signed the Mayflower contract and that contract basically stated how they would live in the settlement once they went aboard land and how they would be governed and work together in a group. A third date, September 3rd, or no, wrong, the <laughs> sub- July 4th, 1776. I just said this, so I really, really hope you know that that was the day the Declaration of Independence was signed by the 13 American colonies in declaring their independence against Great Britain after their unfair taxation. September 3rd, 1783. I can't carry a tune to save my life, but September 3rd, 1783 was 
When the Treaty of Paris was signed by representatives of King George III and Americans, um, I want to say Franklin Roosevelt, John Jay, John Adams, might have been someone else, but that was when America and Great Britain finally were independent, America was independent of Great Britain and the Revolutionary War officially ended. Okay, next date. June 18th. 1812. Okay, if you guessed War of 1812 begins, you are correct. So America declared war against Great Britain on that date after British ships were attacking American ships and there was a bunch of importing and exporting taxes put onto American goods and a lot of it was sea fair war. And that war ended in 1814, and during the war, fun fact, quick little history fact, the Star-Spangled Banner was written by Francis Scott Key. Okay, sixth date, April 12th, 1861. Five, four, three, two, one. Civil War starts. So the Civil War started on April 12th when Confederate troops fired on Fort Sumter in South Carolina, and the Union lost that first battle. But on April 9th, 1965, the Civil War ends. General Robert E. Lee surrenders. And relating to that date of 1861, I'm I'm sorry for giving you dates. (laughs) They are important, but you don't have to memorize the dates. Just know the gist of the event. 1868, the 14th Amendment passed, which gave black Americans the right to be American citizens. So that is a very big step for human rights. Okay, seventh date. I misnumbered them on my computer, so there's actually nine important dates. Yeah, but seventh date is July 28th, 1914. Any guesses? Yes, if you said World War One begins, you are correct again. And I hope you guys are getting these right. If not, great, because this is a good opportunity to brush up a little quick history lesson. Listen to this in the car, walking, wherever you listen to. I'm just refreshing it in your mind for you. So July 28th, 1914, Austria declares war on Serbia after the Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated by a Serbian nationalist. And this begins World War One. And the two sides in World War One are America, Serbia, England, France, and Russia, and then Austria and Germany on the other side. And the United States did not join the war until 1917 when Woodrow Wilson and Congress and the Senate approved to enter the war because Germany started attacking American passenger ships and merchant ships with submarines, even though they had said that they would not participate in that way in the war. And then on November 11th, 1918, a ceasefire was called in Copenhagen, Copenhagen, I can never pronounce the word right, France, because Allied forces were winning against the Axis powers, and they kind of knew it, so the war ended then, and a treaty was signed. Sept- second, uh, eighth date, September 1st, 1939. <laughs> I think that's five seconds. We're going to say it's five seconds. Okay, so September, that 
1939 was the start of World War II. And German forces led by Adolf Hitler attacked Poland, and this started the war on that date. And December 7th was when, 1941, was when Pearl Harbor was bombed. So that was what led America to enter into World War Two, And only four days later, they entered into the war. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president then. And on September 2nd, 1945, the war ended. But before that, I want to say sometime during 1945, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were bombed. So Japan, after that, surrendered and the war officially ended in September 2nd. And Germany on that same year surrendered unconditionally in May. And a treaty was drawn up and the war ended. So ninth date, this is not necessarily a super important date. If you're going to forget one date, forget this date, but it still is pretty cool. July 20th, 1969. That did not sound like it at all. But July 20th, 1969 was when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon. So the first people ever in all of history from the world as we know it to land on the moon very very cool stuff yeah so those are the important dates uh that you should try and remember it would be cool too but it's much more important to understand the concept and each of these events rather than the date they started or ended on Another thing I wanted to talk about this week was phone screens. And this is um, kind of a important thing. If you don't have a phone protector or like a screen protector on your phone, I would recommend getting one because a few days ago I dropped my phone on gravel. I was walking dogs and it slipped out of my pocket and fell on gravel and the front of it cracked and like the face ID wouldn't work and it had all these weird lines all over it. And I had to bring it in and get it fixed. And let me tell you, that is expensive. Like a third of the price of buying a phone, like a newer iPhone, expensive. So if you do not, I got a screen protector. I asked Best Buy to put one on. Um, Because if I put one on, I feel like I always will do it uneven. And then I'll peel it off because it's not even. And I'll try and like put it back on and it won't be even. And it's very frustrating. So if you have a phone and it does not have a screen protector, I would highly recommend one. And if you have a Best Buy, bring it there and they'll put it on for you. And I didn't have the best experiences like customer service wise with the tech employees, but they fixed the phone. Happy to say it's all fixed. The face ID works, which I didn't realize how much of a pain it was for it to not work. But now that I have it back in the face id works very thankful and it also has a screen protector and it's straight and even so i'm happy about that but yeah if you have a phone and it does it does not have a screen protector get one because you're attempting fate and murphy's law if you do not have one okay so that was a little bit of a shorter episode not as long as last week's but still a good length and so I am going to just conclude with the Bible verse, and then this episode will be finished. So the Bible verse for this week is, Therefore, putting away falsehood, speak the truth, each one to his neighbor, for we are members of one another. And that is Ephesians 4.25. And Paul spoke that in his epistle to the Ephesians. And I think that that is a very important verse to reflect on, especially for me, because oftentimes... 
I find that I don't it's hard for me to speak the truth even in like a loving way like I would much rather just not say something even when it is necessary to maybe tell a friend or call someone out I would much rather let it pass or not share the gospel in an opportunity where I can so just a reminder going into the next week try and speak the truth out of love for other people because when we don't tell them the truth it can be more hurtful than helpful I guess is what I'm trying to say but yeah that is the verse for the week thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you all next week Thank you for listening to this episode of Wednesdays with Winnie. I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on just to let me know how I'm doing. Anyways, God bless and see you next Wednesday.